Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. Well, before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. Thank you so much for your support, and you can support the program at support.greatdetectives.net. This weekend over at greatdetectives.net, be sure and check out my uh, review of the radio version of the interplanetary adventures of Flash Gordon. And you can always subscribe to all of my articles for the Kindle, and you can try that out for free for two weeks from the Kindle store. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Police Blotter. And this week we have a substitute detective. More on that later, but here now is Police Blotter and Murder at the Windsor. Tonight, Police Blotter. Featuring Joseph Boland as Sergeant Sam Willoughby, standing in for Sergeant Brad Peters, who is vacationing. Name? Eric Davies. Address? 54 Jefferson Street. Charge? Suspicion of murder. Good evening. This is Don Dowd, your host for Mystery Time. Tonight, Mystery Time brings you live Police Blotter, authentic dramas of police work and the constant battle that goes on night and day against crime. Tonight, Police Blotter brings to life an exciting story of police detection. So listen now as Mystery Time presents Murder at the Windsor on Police Blotter. I'm Sam Willoughby, Sergeant, Homicide. Ever been inside a police station? The phone rings. Might be anything from disturbing the peace to murder. But whatever or whoever, rich or poor, innocent or guilty, sooner or later, I get to know them all. p.m. Received a call on the car radio. Man found dead in red convertible in alley back of Windsor Theater. Patrolman Becker stepped on the gas. Got there in less than five minutes. Officer on beat dispersed the crowd. I looked into the car. Slumped over the wheel was a man of 40. Dark hair, well-dressed. No sign of foul play. Man at the stage door came over. It must have been a heart attack, Sergeant. Did you see him keel over? No. Then we'll let the coroner decide. Okay, you don't want to listen to me. You don't have to. I'm going back to the theater. Come back here. 
Oh, so you changed your mind. Who are you? I'm the stage doorman. Eric Davies, I made. He was about 50. Sandy hair, blue eyes, stocky build. Not the usual type of stage doorman. What's the next question, Sergeant? Know the man in the car? Do I know that he... I used to work with him. He's the guy who killed my voice. Who is he? You don't recognize him? No. He's Sidney Lee, the big-time comic. We worked together in burlesque. I was the singer. We did a little act where he used to choke me. Uh, one day, he choked me for real. He did something to my Adam's apple, and I never could sing again. Why did he do it? Usual stupid reason. A girl. Was he in the theater tonight? Sure. This happened after he left. He came to see you? He came to see Lorna. Who is she? Eh, uh, I guess you've never been to this theater, Sergeant. Lorna's the burlesque queen. She's still as pretty as when we both made a play for her years ago. Did he see her tonight? Not when he first came in. She was on stage doing her act. She's up on a trapeze, wearing tights with four garters on each leg. She sings and swings over the audience. Then she takes off the garters and throws them to the bald heads down below. Ah, sure fire. He uh, waited for her to finish? Not that ham. He walks out on stage, leans against the proscenium, and starts kidding the act. Vaughn is as mad as hops, but the audience eats it up. I never heard such laughs. The actors are right. But Lorna don't appreciate it. When she finishes and meets him in the wings, she slaps his face. That's when he left? No, not Sidney. He followed her to a dressing room. I heard them yelling at each other inside. Then he came out, slammed the door, and beat it. You followed him out? What for? I'm doing the asking. Well, I tried to give him a kick, but he was too fast for me. Well, meanwhile, the coroner had arrived. He examined the body, called me over, told me it was not a heart attack. Extreme pressure behind the ears, a judo trick. Sidney Lee had been murdered. I went into the theater with Eric, waited for the intermission, went backstage, looked for the door with the star. Who is it? Sergeant Sam Willoughby. What do you want? I've got to talk to you. Go ahead. She was seated in front of the mirror, a tall statuesque touched up blonde. From the distance, she might look young, but up close, you could tell she was about 40. Put her makeup on with a trowel. Well, have you seen enough? I, I'm sorry, I was just... What'd you come in for? Ain't a pinch, is it? I didn't catch your act. Are those blue noses complaining again? What do they want us to do? Wear Mother Hubbard's in a burlesque show. I came to tell you about Sidney Lee. What about that heel? He's dead. Say that again. He's dead. But I seen him a while ago. Was it a car smasher? It was murder. Murder? Who bumped him off? Somebody with strong thumbs. You want to examine mine? I've noticed them. Uh, why did Sidney come to see you? Because he's got the nerve of a brass monkey, that's what. What do you want? Money. Blackmail? He's got nothing on me. He wanted me to lend him five grand. Ain't that a laugh? I should lend him money after he ran out on me. I don't get it. Sidney and me were in the same burlesque show too long ago. He was a top banana, I was a soubrette. He gave me the rush act, you know, flowers and jewelry. I fell for him and we got married. Eric Davies, the doorman, was sweet on you too, wasn't he? He still got it. But I'm not marrying again. You divorced Sidney? 
Yeah, it was the other way around. He got to play the big time, you know, musical comedies. He just walked out. His head got as big as a watermelon. I wasn't good enough for him anymore. Next thing I knew, I was served with divorce papers. Got rid of me fast when he got in the chips. If he was doing so well, why did he come to you for money? Actually, I guess you don't read the theatrical news. Didn't he ain't been working for three years? But a high price on his services. He wouldn't work for less. He's sticking to his price, but nobody's hiring him. Sounds foolish to me. Uh, Sidney. Stupid and stubborn. Oh, was I glad to get a revenge on him. He was begging me on his knees. Said it was a matter of life or death. Ha! I laughed at his face. Yeah, my time came and I was enjoying every minute of it. Never realized before how much I hated him. Enough to kill him? Say, I don't like that crack. The way the coroner figured it out, somebody sat beside him in the car. Well, it wasn't me. That somebody put their arms around his neck. It wasn't me. Then pressed a thumb under each ear and killed him. You always solve your cases so fast, Sergeant. You must be the wonder boy of the department. By this time, you're all wet. Why don't you check with Eric? He'll tell you I never left the theater since I came in at 7.30. Eric would swear to anything where you're concerned. So you think we framed it up? If you did, I'll get the proof. We're rid of him for good. We won't have to see him. Get out, kid. Get out here. Hey, hey, hold it. Come on in here. He was a young fellow, good-looking, about 25, in white ta- tie and tails. You, uh, were referring to Sidney Lee. Well, they, uh, they took him away. What's your interest in Sidney? Oh, nothing. Let him go, Sergeant. He opens the second half of the show. We've still got a few minutes. But he's got to rehearse with his partner. Why are you so anxious to get him out of here? I don't want him to miss his cue. Oh, I see. The show must go on. All right, what's your name, mister? Uh, Barry Blythe. Let's step outside so we won't annoy Lorna. Well, now you stay here. I don't mind. Sit down, Barry. Sorry, Lorna. This is confidential. Come along, Barry. We found a corner backstage. Barry was nervous. Kept shifting his weight from one foot to the other. Ran his handkerchief under his collar. Uh, we haven't got much time, Sergeant. Margie will wonder what happened to me. Well, who's Margie? Uh, my dancing partner. Oh, oh, there she is. Uh, standing near that prop tree. Looks like a young Lorna. Yeah, she's Lorna's daughter. Was Sidney her father? Yeah, that's right. He deserted her after he divorced Lorna. And when Margie grew up, he suddenly took an interest in her. Wanted her to leave the show and break off with me. I'll be a two-bit dancer. He, uh, didn't like you. Yeah, well, the feeling was mutual. Trying to put up a big front while he was broke. Making fantastic promises to Margie so she'd give me the air. You must love Margie very much. Now, what do you think? You wouldn't let anyone take her away from you. No, never. And the surest way to keep her was to get rid of Sidney. So what are you saying? Just repeating your words. You dashed into the dressing room and said, Lorna, we're rid of him for good. I didn't do it. You hated him. Lots of people hated him. You wanted him out of the way. Well, yeah, sure, but I didn't kill him. Sergeant, you leave this kid alone. If you're looking for somebody that hated Sidney, I'll take the grand prize. So don't pick on anyone else. Run along, Barry. Curtain's going up in a minute. I went back to the stage door. Eric was tilted back in a chair reading the newspaper. Hey, the kids are on now. Why don't you watch the show, Sergeant? I'm not here for entertainment. You shouldn't miss it. Great dance team. The boy don't look it, but he's all solid muscle. He lifts her up in the air as if she didn't weigh an ounce. What time did he get to the theater? Uh, about 7.30. Stay in all the time? No, I remember he went out once for a pack of cigarettes. You've got a vending machine here? Yeah, well... 
didn't carry his brand. Did he go out after Sidney left? I can't exactly remember that. Did you go out after Sidney left? You asked me that before. Are you trying to trip me up? I forgot. If you want to know what I think, Sergeant, nobody in here did that job. I'm not so sure. That's okay with me if you want to waste your time. A stocky fellow, a six-footer, came in from the street. Wore khaki pants and a brown shirt. Bushy hair, black eyes. A big grin on his face as he chewed a mouthful. Hey, where you been, Jack? Down at the corner. Had a couple of beers. Want a pretzel? Thanks. Hey, 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 you know you ain't supposed to drink when the show's on. Okay, so I ain't. Anybody asking me? No. All right, so there's no harm done. <laughs> Have a pretzel, Sergeant. Oh, thanks. I'll eat it later. Just, uh, keep your lip button, Derek. So long. Who's that? Jack Costa, one of the stagehands. Gets away with murder. Hardly does any work at all. Somebody's got to move the scenery. I'd swap jobs with him any day. He makes real dough. Kind of jealous because you can't sneak out for a beer? Sure. I'm tied down here like a jailer. But I met you outside. Why, you're starting that again. Can't help it. It's the cop in me. Well, if you think I did it, why don't you lock me up? That's just what I intend to do, Eric. Right after the final curtain. I questioned Eric for hours. Couldn't break him down. Released him for lack of evidence. But I still had my doubts. He had two good motives. Sidney had ruined his voice and had taken Lorna from him. Perhaps if he felt he was safe, he might betray himself. There was a matinee the next day. I went back to the theater. Eric was on the phone. Lorna stood nearby. Yeah, you sure he isn't there? Yeah, well, when did you see him last? When he came home last night? And you didn't see him at all this morning? Yeah, yeah. All right, goodbye. What do you make of it, Lorna? Gee, I don't know. Uh, what's the trouble? Nothing, nothing at all, Sergeant. Come clean, Eric. What is it? Uh, Barry hasn't showed up. Still a few minutes left. Well, he's always here ahead of time, practically the first one in. He never missed a performance. Something must have happened to him. Perhaps he took it on the land. Why should he run away? He might be charged with murder. Well, I'm glad you're picking on somebody else for a change. Barry had nothing to do with the murder. Let me have that phone. Called headquarters. Gave them a description of Barry Blythe. Had them send out an alarm to pick him up. I'd like to talk to you, Sergeant. At your service. My dressing room is more private. Lead the way. Sit down, Sergeant. I'll take it standing up. Well, you remember I told you Sidney came to borrow five grand? So? Well, couldn't his murder be tied up with that in some way? I thought of it. Why don't you find out why he needed the money? I'll get to it. You'll get to it. Why don't you do it now instead of wasting your time hanging around here? Are you trying to get me off Barry's back? I'm not worried about Barry. Not much. You get out of here, cop, and leave me alone. All right. With pleasure. I went back to join Eric. Decided to wait in case a call came in that Barry had been picked up. Nothing happened for a while. Then... 
Hey, look what's coming in. All right, all right. Don't make no wisecracks. Hey, you must have walked into two doors to get two black eyes. Oh, boy, are they beauts. And that nose is pointing east-west. I told you to shut up. What happened, Jack? I was in a fight. Hmm. I'd never guess it. Oh, so you're making with the cracks, too, huh? Uh, you don't have to tell me, Jack. I know just how it happened. Who asked you? You're standing at the bar with a half a dozen beers under your belt, and somebody picks on you. Shut up. Hey, don't I get a pretzel this time? By your own, big mouth. Uh, they must have ganged up on him, Sergeant. Maybe. No, maybe about it. No one guy could have done that to Jack. Probably caught him off guard. Fiddlers are tuning up. The show starts soon. Hello, Sergeant. You here again. Oh, hello, Lorna. Did you hear from Barry? No, not yet. Clinton's going up in a few minutes. Looks like he won't make it. He's never missed a performance before. Always a first time. I'm worried. I wonder where he is. Don't worry. If he hasn't left town, we'll find him. I waited an hour, then went back to the station house. The police couldn't find Barry. Checked the hospitals and more. No Barry. Early the next morning, decided to make a search for him myself. Just as I got up to leave the desk... Sergeant Willoughby, homicide. Hello, Sam. This is the coroner. What's on your mind, Lou? Got another murder for you. Where? 76 Clinton Place. That's not my precinct. But I, uh, I want you to come over. Something very interesting to show you. Okay. It was a $50,000 house with a swimming pool. Metal tables with beach umbrellas. Lying on the cement walk near the pool was the body of a man in swimming trunks. Slightly bald. Had a big paunch. Could be about 50. It's not a drowning, Brad. Who is it? Fred Markley. A loan shark. What's he got to do with me? He was murdered. I told you, this is not my precinct. But he was murdered the same way Sidney Lee got it. Judo behind the ears. Might be some connection between the two. When did this happen? A couple of hours ago. No witnesses, I suppose? No, none. He usually takes a morning swim alone. When he didn't come back to the house, his wife went out to look for him. Found him like this, and she called the police. Anyone else in the house? No. You make anything of it? Not yet. Well, we'll take the body away. I just thought I'd give you a chance to see it. Thanks, Lou. I stayed after they left. Went over the grounds. Then, back of the hedges that surrounded one side of the swimming pool, I found something. But wasn't sure it meant anything. Anyhow, it was worth a try at the police lab. That night, I went back to the Windsor Theater. Eric was at his post. Wow, hi, Sergeant. Maybe I ought to get you a season's pass. Don't bother. Barry show up? No, I guess he retired from show business, sir. Is Lorna in? Working on her makeup. Takes a little more time when you're older. <laughs> Jack Costa show up? You didn't think the two black eyes would keep him from what he calls working, did you? Guess not. Sergeant, why don't you drop the case? A heel was murdered. So what? Stick to your own job, Eric. Okay. Just a suggestion. Hey, 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 where are you going? Backstage. Well, you won't find Barry there. 
The stagehands were busy shifting scenery, getting all the props ready, nailing loose pieces together. I tapped Jack Costa on the shoulder. Yeah? What do you want? Uh, let's get away from this noise. I've got a few questions. You can ask them right here. I prefer a quieter place. Come along. Okay. All right, what do you want? Did you kill Sidney Lee? You're out of your mind. Did you kill Fred Marshley? Oh. So you want to pin two murder raps on me, huh? That's right, Jack. And we've got the proof. What kind of proof? The stuff you left at each murder. What are you talking about? What kind of stuff? Pretzel crumbs. You're always chewing pretzels. You left your trademark behind you. <laughs> so I'm the only one who chews pretzels. That's a laugh. I checked with the police lab. The crumbs I found in Sidney's car, the crumbs I found behind the hedge at Markley's place, and the crumbs in my pocket from the pretzel you gave me, they all checked. From the same jar down at the saloon. I'm taking you in for murder. Okay. I'll go along. We walked a few steps. Then suddenly he brushed my hand off his arm yeah. and grabbed my head. He was going to try the judo on me. I grabbed his wrist and gave him a knee in the belly. He fought like a wild man. Well, it's you. I'm not as easy as the other two. I put the cuffs on him. Helped him to his feet. I would have got you if you didn't come up with that knee. Too bad Sidney didn't know that trick. He wouldn't have been murdered. I, I didn't mean to kill him, honest. I, I wanted to scare him, but I pressed too hard. Why scare him? He owed Markley five grand. Fred told me to rough him up a bit. You worked for Fred Markley? I just roughed up guys that didn't pay on time. I get the connection. Now I know why you got those two black eyes and the broken nose. Markley was sore at me for killing Sidney. He was out five grand, so he got some goons to rough me up. They threatened to do more if I didn't make good the five grand. So you killed Markley? I knew he took that morning swim. I hid behind the hedges. When he came out, I finished him. And your own life, too. You can't play around with sharks, Jack. Especially the kind that walk around on two feet. <laughs> The heritage that you and I share as Americans has been given to us by many great men. One of these was Eli Whitney. We generally think of Whitney as the inventor of the cotton gin. But his biggest contribution to history came when the United States Army gave him an order for muskets in the year 1799. Instead of building each gun separately, as it had always been done, he turned out standard parts which could be used interchangeably on any gun. This was the beginning of our modern-day production line, a basic part of our economic system. Eli Whitney's idea helped to build your America. It is part of your American heritage. Name? Jack Costa. Address? 89 Croup Avenue. Charge? Murder. Remarks. Jack was indicted for the murder of Sidney Lee, but he was tried for the more serious offense, the premeditated murder of Fred Markley. He was convicted and paid the supreme penalty. Barry returned to the theater and gave his reason for disappearing. He had seen me enter the theater and was afraid I was going to arrest him for the murder of Sidney Lee. <laughs> <laughs> 
Signed, Sergeant Sam Willoughby, Homicide. You have just heard Police Blotter, featuring Joseph Bolden as Sergeant Sam Willoughby. The cast included Nancy Sheridan, William Redfield, and Robert Dryden. Tonight's drama, Murder at the Windsor, was written by Ed Ettinger and directed by Clark Andrews. Police Blotter came to you live on Mystery Time. Police Blotter has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. was a somewhat confusing episode, mainly from the transcription standpoint, because they were announcing this as an Armed Forces Radio Services broadcast, but there were things within the broadcast that said it was live. What this suggests is that police blotter was usually uh, broadcast live as opposed to transcribed, and really they only made the transcription disc when they were sending them overseas, and they didn't bother to edit out the parts of the show that said they were live. Which I guess explains why the only two episodes we have of Police Blotter are from the uh, Armed Forces Radio Service. I did like how the stage door guy thought that Sergeant Willoughby should take his word on the cause of death. And you could just imagine how that would go. Uh, well, the stage door guy said he died this way, so that must be how it uh, happened. Well, now on to listener comments and feedback. And uh, have this from Podcast Alley. Buzz, or Bug Z 61 says, 
Hello, Adam does an amazing job in producing and presenting his great detectives program uh, slash podcast. His knowledge and willingness to participate in the program makes for one of the best audio programs I have ever found. Well, thank you so much for your uh, comments. I do appreciate it. Um, I also want to let you know that our video theater is coming up tomorrow. And uh, this uh, this month, we will be bringing you uh, the sign of four uh, and uh, from the 1930s. And I think you're going to enjoy it. And uh, let me know what you think of it. Uh, we definitely appreciate feedbacks on the film. All right, well, we will be back uh, next week with the one and only existing episode of Homicide O'Kane. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.